Let's give that to the Lord this evening, shall we, church? God, I praise you. I magnify you. I glorify you. God, I thank you for what you've already done in this house. But I'm believing God for signs, wonders, and miracles uh, to take place even greater uh, than what's been accomplished. Uh, And we'll give you the praise, the glory, and the honor uh, that's due unto your holy uh, and precious name. Uh, Let's clap our hands unto the Lord uh, and shout unto God uh, with a voice of triumph, shall we? God, I bless your name. I bless your name. I bless your name. You may be seated in Jesus' name. In the book of Revelation chapter 12 and verse 9, the word of God declares unto us, and the great dragon was cast out, that old serpent called the devil and Satan which deceiveth the whole world. He was cast out into the earth uh, and his angels were cast out with him. And I heard a loud voice uh, saying in heaven, now is come salvation uh, and strength uh, and the kingdom of our God uh, and the power of his Christ uh, for the accuser uh, of our brethren uh, is cast down. I want to know tonight, uh, have you ever had a bad day? Has there ever been a time uh, that everything seemed to go wrong? Uh, Have you ever considered uh, it may be uh, that your name has come up uh, on the accuser's list? For the accuser of our brethren is cast down which accused them before our God day and night. And they overcame him by the blood of the lamb. If you gonna get through to the glory world, you gonna have to have the blood of the lamb applied to your life. There are no ifs, ands, and buts. You gotta have the blood. They overcame by the blood of the lamb. And by the word of their testimony. I wanna know, has anybody got a testimony in this house? Oh, I'm telling you that God has brought us through. And they love not their lives unto the death. I want to tell you tonight, I'm glad for this apostolic doctrine. I said I'm glad for what we believe. I want somebody to know that I believe in Deuteronomy 6 and 4. I believe in Deuteronomy 22 and 5. Come on. I believe in Ephesians 4, 5, and 6. I believe in the word of God that we hold dear to our lives. 
One Lord, one faith, uh, one baptism, uh, one God uh, and Father of all who is above all, through all, uh, and in you all. Woke up this morning, I'm 58 years old. I got the baptism of the Holy Ghost when I was 11 years old. And I have no regrets. I'm telling somebody, I still believe the greatest testimony is one that somebody can say, God kept me. I'm telling somebody, God's been good to me. I remember when God began to speak to me, talk to me, call it what you want to, conviction or whenever those doodaddies. Oh, you Indiana folks don't know what that is. That, that, That old song, something got a hold. I said something got a hold of me. And I came to an understanding that this is right. I mean, this is right. It was a certainty that that what God had spoken and what I'd seen them old precious saints live, uh, it was right. Uh, You know what that is? Uh, That's saving faith. Because faith turns you to God. Faith gets you in contact with the cross. Come on now. Because Romans 12 and 3 said, uh, God has dealt to every man a measure of faith. So if I don't have it, uh, it's not God's fault. Somewhere you and I decided uh, that it wasn't right. Because God uh, has dealt to every man A few minutes ago, Brother David Bounds, Parkersburg, West Virginia, had a young man that came, I guess, this morning. Said he didn't believe in God. Didn't believe there was a God. But he walked in this morning and sat down and he said, something got a hold of me. He said, I tried to push it off and say this ain't real. But I couldn't get away from it. Oh, and 
before it was over this morning, uh, he fell on his knees, uh, repented of his sins, uh, got baptized uh, in the name of Jesus. Uh, what was it? Uh, a measure of faith uh, had been given uh, and he received it. Hebrews 11 and 1. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. Hebrews 11 and 6. But without faith. It's impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. You know what God will do? He'll do everything that's possible because God is not willing that any should perish but that all should come to repentance. You know what you feel here? It's saving faith in this house this evening. James 2 and 26. I'm going to do a little teaching here. But you know me, I ain't standing still. Faith without works is dead. I must act upon that which I know to do. It's more than just this name it and claim it. If you ain't noticed, I'm really talking about salvation and the first step that physically must be taken is a step of repentance. Faith will get you out of the seat and bring you to the altar and you can repent of your sin. You turn away from what you've been doing. The things I used to do, I don't do no more. The places I used to go, I don't go no more. There's been a change in my life. Come on, somebody. There's something about repentance that doesn't work in your life. I don't find one place in the Bible where it says repeat after me. But I do find where Jesus said in Luke 13, 3, 13 and 5, except you repent, you shall all likewise perish. So if you don't think it's necessary, I'm telling somebody the devil's lied to you and it's time to repent. Let me throw this in. It won't cost you any more. And true repentance is not something that we do because we just got caught. I'll say it, thank you. 
True repentance is not something you do just because you got caught. This will take you out of the sinning business. My God, that's good stuff, ain't it? I'm preaching to somebody here tonight. You want to get right with God? Repent, repent, repent. Pastor saying, I just can't, you know, I don't know. I'm telling you, if you want to get sin out of your life, uh, repent. Your pastor can't talk you out of it. My God, I feel the Holy Ghost. Brother Shepherd, I just got this flesh problem. We all do. Some of you struggling with drugs, uh, here's your answer. I can't talk you out of it. Uh, A counselor can't talk you out of it. Uh, A therapist can't talk you out of it. Repent, repent, repent. I wonder what would happen around here the next couple of weeks if we'd all truly repent. If my people which are called by my name uh, shall humble themselves and pray. Oh, you didn't hear me this morning. A church on its knees is more powerful than an army that's on its feet. My God, I wish we'd arise to the occasion in this revival. But repentance isn't all there is to it. I come to declare tonight that the most powerful substance in the world is not nuclear power or atomic power. It's the precious blood of Jesus Christ. My God, I feel the Holy Ghost here. I said the most powerful substance in the world is still the blood of Jesus Christ. And according to Hebrews 9 and 17, the blood became effective after the testator died at Calvary when he said it is finished and the blood had flowed from his body. He gave to us that which we needed for redemption and the forgiveness of sin. Hebrews 9 and 22, without the shedding of blood, 
no remission of sin. Colossians 1 and 14, in whom we have redemption. How? Through his blood, even the forgiveness of sin. What am I telling us? The blood is a cleansing agent. When we are baptized in the name of Jesus that washes away our sins. Isaiah said, though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be white. Woo! What else can take black sin and you wash it in red blood and it becomes white as snow? That's why the old timers sang, there's power, power, wonder work. My God, I wish somebody helped me preach here tonight. Romans chapter six. I'll get to the good part here in a little bit. Romans 6 and 4. Therefore we buried with him by baptism unto death. That like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father. Even so, even so we also should walk in newness of life. For if we have been planted together in the likeness of his death, we shall be also in the likeness of his resurrection. Knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him. That the body of sin might be destroyed. That henceforth we should not serve since. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are passed away. And behold, all things are become new. Can I get a witness in this house? His death, burial, and resurrection. My God, it's just like our repentance, our baptism, and the infilling of the Holy Ghost. I had a preacher when I worked in the factory told me, he said, I don't think we're as nearly as far as part in doctrine is what you think. I said, well then let me ask the questions. I said, you, you believe in repentance and he's one of them repeating guys. So I didn't say much there. I said, well, what about baptism? He said, well, you know, if you want to, you can. If you don't, I said, really? I said, that's what's wrong with you folks. I said, the problem is, you're still carrying the old man. You, you can't carry an old man of adultery and not commit it. 
My God, I feel the Holy Ghost. You can't carry an old man of drugs and of habits and vices and think it ain't going to get a hold of you. My God, I'm telling somebody, you got to have that man buried. My God, we got some folks here that need to get baptized in Jesus' name. And you need to do it tonight. There's water. What does hinder? Anybody here want to change? I'm giving you the answer. And may I say tonight, just because we've repented and been baptized. Jesus looked at Nicodemus in John chapter 3, verse 3 and 5. And he said, except a man. Don't blame me. I didn't write the book. It's written in red. Nicodemus, except a man. Be born again. I got thinking about that. I said, God, why did you tell him that? He said, so he'd be there at Pentecost. Oh, God. I don't guess you got it. Maybe about, God, wake him up. Let him know what I'm telling is truth. <laughs> Woo! I want somebody to know. He said, except a man be born again of the water and of the spirit. He cannot see and he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. I don't know about you, but I ain't going to take my chances and not do it. Come on, somebody. I'm preaching to you the word. I'm preaching to you what Jesus said. And may I also clarify that just because we've been baptized does not mean we've been filled with the Holy Ghost. Let's go to Acts chapter 8, verse 15. Who when they were come down prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Ghost. For as yet he was fallen upon none of them. Only they were baptized. How? In the name of the Lord Jesus. Then laid their hands on them. And they received the Holy Ghost. I want to tell somebody when you speak in tongues, you reveal the evidence of the purchased possession of Calvary. What he did, what he did at Calvary was purchase and redeem and buy us back. But when he fills us, it lets us know where he is. Did you know that of all the the books that have been written, 
There is only one living book. You know how I know? Because the blood still flows through these pages. A few years ago, they tried to tell us, you Pentecostals are way too crazy. And you're way too bloody. You need to take all those blood songs out of the book. But I want to tell somebody, when you start singing about the blood... It gets heaven's attention. Ah, when you begin to sing about a crimson stream of blood, when you begin to say, and it flows to the highest mountain. My God, I feel the Holy Ghost. There's something about it when you begin talking about the blood that it shakes the very foundation of heaven and earth. There's no life without the blood, naturally or spiritually. Leviticus chapter 17 and verse 11. In the Old Testament, it denotes that the life of the flesh is in the... If you don't believe it, slit your wrist. And I don't care how healthy you are, how manly you are, in about five minutes, we'll be calling the coroner because the life of the flesh, my God, I feel it. It's in the blood. And I have given it to you upon the altar to make an atonement for your souls. For it is the blood that maketh an atonement for the soul of man. That's the redeeming of mankind through the death of Jesus Christ. We live in a privileged day and age, church. If we ought to be shouting, we ought to be shouting because our sins are not just pushed ahead. My sins are forgiven. I'm forgiven. I'm forgiven. You're forgiven. Woo! The average individual has five quarts of blood that flows through your body continuously. It makes a complete revolution throughout you about every 23 seconds. You must have it. You can't live without it. It's very complex. It's made up of antibodies and antitoxins to keep out disease. Did you know that the red cells, they number about 5 million per cubic millimeter. They give color to the blood and it carries oxygen throughout your body to the tissue uh, where it's needed. 
You've also got the white cells uh, that number about 7,000, 4 to 7,000 uh, per, per, per cubic millimeter. And the white cells uh, are known as soldiers. They're for the defense of the body. You know how that cursed 19, they can tell? It's if your white cells have escalated. Have you ever noticed when you cut yourself or get a sore and you start to bleed and you you need it to stop? And in a day or two after it's all over with, there's some white pus that's around that. You know what that is? That's white cells that came to your defense. I told you they number about four to 7,000. But if a disease hits your body, they will multiply in the millions trying to kill the disease that has come against your body. Did you know it's amazing, but they can't duplicate blood. There is no substitute for it. Oh, the blood is for the defense of the body. I know we're living in a tough day and age, but I come to tell somebody, if you got trouble in your life, you need to plead the blood with me here tonight. If you got sickness in your body, you ought to stand to your tiptoes and plead the blood. Come on, somebody. We need to do it individually. We need to do it upon our families. And I'm pleading it over this church while I'm here. Woo! I'm telling somebody, there's power in the blood. And you need to plead the blood in that which you have need of. You got temptation, start pleading the blood. You want to see the devil run, plead the blood. You got trouble in your home, start pleading the blood. I plead, I plead. I said, I plead, I plead. I plead the blood. Would somebody help me here? I want you to help us plead the blood over this house, over these families, over these individuals. My God, I come against anything that would try to stop this revival. The only outpouring we need uh, is an outpouring uh, of the Holy Ghost. Come on, love him with me for a few moments.
Uh, Pastor, what am I going to do? I'm going to plead the blood. My kids are going back to school. What are you going to do? I'm going to plead the blood. We've got our children being exploited. Uh, what are you going to do? Uh, I'm going to plead the blood. My God, I wish somebody to hear me here. I'm going to tell somebody. Uh, you can think I'm crazy, uh, but some of you may need him uh, more than you ever needed him uh, before the sun goes down. Uh, you need to learn to plead the blood. October the 16th, 1991. George Hennard drove his pickup truck through the plate glass windows of a Luby's Cafe in Colleen, Texas. And folks in that line of that cafe thought he'd had a heart attack. And they ran to his aid to help him. But when he stepped out of the truck there in Colleen, Texas, he had two nine millimeters. And he started shooting folks that were in that line. He shot and for 10 minutes reloaded his guns. One of them kept, kept uh, what's it called? Kept jamming, so he threw it away and he kept shooting. And within 10 minutes, he killed 15 women and eight men. You can look it up. 19 were wounded and five were hurt badly as they tried to escape. The next day, According to Bishop Wagner, Norman Wagner, they interviewed a young black lady who had been in line. Oh God. They interviewed her and said, Ma'am, were you there? And she said, Yes, I was. She said, Well, were you under the tables or were you hiding? She said, no, I was standing in line. And said, he came down the line. Boom, boom, boom. They were falling all around me. You were there. Yes, I was there. Did he come up to you and stick the gun in your face? She said, yes, sir, he did. They said, well, why didn't you die? She said, because I pointed my finger in his face and said the blood of Jesus Christ is against you. She said, I don't know if he pulled the trigger, but he just went on his way. The news reporter said, what did you say? She said, I pointed my finger in his face uh, and said the blood of Jesus. 
the blood of Jesus is against you. The news reporter said, are you one of those religious fanatics? And she began to weep and said, no, I'm a backslider. But she said, growing up in my church where my mom and dad loved God, my old preacher and bishop taught me There'd be times mom and daddy couldn't help me. You're going to need the blood. There are going to be times when your friends can't protect you. Oh, but you can plead the blood of Jesus. My God, I wish somebody would help me here tonight. She said, I realized I didn't have any other hope. But I remembered those messages I heard as a baby. And I said, the blood of Jesus. I'm telling somebody it still works. It still flows. And it's still powerful. You folks have about wore me out. But if you'll bear with me. What can wash away my sin? Nothing, oh God, but the with the blood still flows my God I feel the Holy Ghost here I'm going to tell somebody I ain't going to sit here and miss a move of God here tonight my God somebody ought to run to this altar 
My God, if I had a problem, I'd run to this altar. What would you do, Brother Shepherd? I'd plead the blood. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Come on, church. What can wash me? My God, some of you are carrying things you ain't ever going to get rid of. Why don't you bring it to the cross? Why don't you let the blood do a work in your life that nothing else can do? Come on, Brother Josh. You're going to get through this. You know how? Through the blood. Somebody plead the blood with me. Somebody plead the blood. The devil wants to tell you ain't ever going to get past it. That's a lie from hell. Devil, let me tell you about the blood. Some of you brethren, lay your hands on Brother Jeremy Lane. Come on. Or some of you, my God, somebody believes what I'm preaching to help me here tonight. Somebody obey God. There's a healing in the house tonight. Lay your hands on somebody close. Uh, plead the blood with them. We got some that don't know where to go or what to do. Uh, plead the blood. Plead the blood. Uh, plead the blood. If you're not up here pleading the blood. Come on, church. Come on, young people. Come on, ladies. Plead the blood. Come on, men. Come on, men. Come on. Church, come on, 
on, ladies. My God, let's have a little church around here. Yay! Yay! I plead, I plead the blood. church come on my God obey God come on ladies come on come on saints of God come on saints of God church somebody obey God come on ladies come on ladies come on we need some help around here nobody should have to pray by themselves come on we got folks that need God I don't know what everything is going on around here your pastor ain't told me but some of you need a divine touch and God sent your word obey it obey it obey it minister here tonight nothing but the blood of Jesus 